Hello, my name is Corey, and welcome to the RCF Podcast, a place where you can dive deep into what the scriptures say, get caught up on current events, or sit back and listen to topical discussions on life from all ages. Thanks so much for tuning in. Now I'm going to turn it over to RCF's Pastor James. All right, well, good to be back here. Uh, A couple weeks ago, we had David Gomez in here. We talked a little bit about his testimony, what God did in his life. Mm -hmm. And uh, this morning, we've got Garrett Maddox. And just like a couple weeks ago, um, apparently we're still stuck with two guys with a face for radio. Mm -hmm. So, welcome. (laughs) Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, well, just to get started, kind of warm up and relax... Tell me a bit about yourself. About myself. About myself now? Yeah. Now? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Just now. Now. Uh, well, I am married with children. I think that's a big... Um, that was a TV show. It is a TV show, and it's. It, I didn't think it'd be my TV show, so <laughs> that's a big statement for me, but uh, married with children, I have a wonderful, beautiful wife, and we've been married... Let me get this right... Um, three years now. It is and, recorded for all time. Oh, I know. <laughs> She'll remind me. But uh, I have two kids. Um, I got one in the deal and uh, then we ended up having uh, having another one and it's been it's been such a blessing to to just be married and settled um, is a big deal for me. Um, the Lord's done great things just in my job uh, too. I, I ended up um, working for a union at this point and just seeing a lot of open doors um, just uh, getting involved in the electrical apprenticeship and that's kind of where I'm at um, just things I never knew about before or I didn't think I would uh, be in this place so they, they just kind of happened so um, married with children <laughs> <laughs> that's my status so. yeah and you're still smiling I so know that's, that's well, good I mean, now I mean just, <laughs> yeah yeah so a few years I mean you you jumped into to marriage mm-hmm and you've jumped into a new career and, and fighting that battle in the middle of this COVID craziness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, just briefly before we dive back into some of what the Lord has done in your, your life in the past, um, how do you see the, the Lord's faithfulness today? So, that yeah, was kind of my ending point, too. Uh, it was Well, then go on at light and save some for the end. Okay, <laughs> I'll just... Um, faithfulness has... Uh, never been stronger uh in, in in my eyes in my relationship in my uh how i how i go about things how i even approach things um, um what's to come and what what i can look back in and and and, and just know the confidence i have in the lord going forward um has really been um faith has been key and faith continues to be key um it's just how the lord works um you see him marveling at faith and um, these things that the Lord marvels at is really the things that He um, has been showing me lately, just through circumstances. So. Amen. Reminds me of a verse that got shared with me. I think it was this morning. You know, dealing with the Thessalonians as Paul is dealing on the coming of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Right at the First Thessalonians, chapter five, verse twenty-four, he reminds them, "He who he who calls you is faithful, mm-hmm. who will also do it." Yeah, I mean, you know, I've been going through Joshua and Judges uh, lately, just rolling into those books, and you see so many times where 
the Lord leaves them out of captivity, and then he also creates a remembering point. So, you know, they cross the Jordan, and he says, remember, and he puts the 12 stones and the stones in the river, and he said, you know, don't forget. And then you see so quickly how the next generation has no idea. And it's like, I am always so blown away by time and time again, these faithful men of the Lord is always, the Lord's so faithful in having a deliverer, always someone there to rescue his children, and then they forget. And why do we, you know? Why do we forget so much? And so that's just the the journey of the human nature, I guess. But yeah, but, yeah. Uh, well, I just <laughs> I was just having a flashback to my childhood. Yeah. Did you hear anything that I said? Oh man, I say that now. I never thought I'd be the one saying it. You know? so. For sure, for sure. Well, you know, you and I, we've you know, we've kind of ran into each other a little bit over the years sure. and got to know each other uh, even outside of fellowshipping at the same church together. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to back up to some early days and, and kind of when, when do you remember, and this is kind of raw just for you guys listening, you know, not a lot of time to prepare. I'm just mm-hmm. hitting them out of left field. Mm-hmm. Um, when was kind of the earliest moments of, of being introduced to the gospel or just the things of the Lord? I mean, where was that at in your life? Yeah. Um, so I was technically I mean I was raised in this church my entire life 32 years um, so I've been here my mom uh, through a series of events was ended up um, coming to this church she was pregnant at the time and she was back in the day even with Phil and and, and, and meeting living rooms and Central de Fe and so my earliest was probably Central de Fe I remember just Sunday school and hearing about the gospel and the word and so for me, it was childhood, um, being raised in that environment, uh, being raised with the stories and the knowledge and the understanding. But those don't come to necessarily uh, a saving grace point until later for me. But um, So I would say probably Central de Fe and just learning who the Lord was. I remember going to um, Easter services, even at the Douglas County Fairgrounds, and um, just it was a big event, you know. Uh, the church was really... Uh, thriving, I guess, at that point, and um, just remembering those times of Easter and doing projects and what the Lord had done. He rose from the dead. That's crazy. I I can't do that. You know, and, and, and <laughs> that's a pretty big rock to roll, and I can't do that. You yeah. know, so I mean, there's a lot of things that I just remember of simple um, stories, and I think that's so important for mm. the early years to get those in, in in a child's mind to, hey, this is this is what happened. It's history. It's not yeah. a story, but it's more than a story. Um, so. Probably. Kind of spirit speaking, almost like those stones of remembrance when you go back and yeah, this is what yeah yeah such a big deal to hey don't forget yeah don't forget precious times and so for those maybe who are listening and uh, don't know kind of what the Centro de Fe or some of the things he was mentioning it was kind of early days Rosebury Christian Fellowship they would rent a building from Spanish Church here in town and uh, it was really a, a neat movement that God was doing in Roseburg as they bounced them all around and and obviously had a big impact on Garrett and his mom's life. Mm-hmm. So as those stones and those words of God that, that obviously you know didn't return void kind of grew and mature in your life. Can you remember any people or moments, maybe a couple of them that really impacted you to follow the Lord? I mean what or even rededicate your life to, you know, just... Yeah, some... uh, for sure. I can give you the... Um, so the early version would be, um, you know, we had these camps. We had, you know, Lake Bradley camps, things like that. And um, 
I was involved in church and youth group and things like that. But I would say probably for a person, I would probably put Dylan Clark up there. Um, he was our youth pastor. Um, there's it even goes back to uh, uh, Jason Mondero. I know he's a little bit different place now, but um, and Chris Stadler, all these guys that were just youth youth pastors was a big deal for me. Um, okay, I liked the leadership. I liked the. Uh, just the knowledge they had about the word. I really fell in love with the word. But for me, I was 14, and uh, we went to an Eagle Fern camp. It was kind of up near Washington. It's a cool camp. Girls were everywhere. <laughs> so, actually, you know, you go to these camps, and it's ridiculous. you got to watch your kids. But, uh, <laughs> um, I, had a, I had a moment when I was 14, and Dylan Clark was always very supportive of me, and my life was pretty chaotic and so I was kind of looking for reasons to be uh, stable and at peace and things like that and he was definitely influential in that and um, yeah I ended up getting saved when I was 14 and I remember I was on a bleacher and everybody was going down and I was just really pressing in the Lord you know who are you what do you want with me and and these questions I had and and, you know bringing all that knowledge back to um, how does it apply to my life and is this real and and, and, you know you have these questions and um, 14 I remember standing in the bleachers and I remember a phrase in my head um, wasn't audible out loud or anything but it was just um, um, come to me and it was he said come to me my child and I just remember this my child my child over and over and, um, and that really was a big moment for me to to grasp onto because I needed I needed that in my heart and I and I and that day I did I believed and I, and I gave my life to the Lord and I went down to Dylan <laughs> and uh, and he I mean, just in a prayer, but I, my heart was, my heart was there. You know, I was ready with my heart and mind, and I was ready to just pursue the Lord. So, I would say Dylan. I guess that's so. That's the entry for me, and then, um, I guess in the end, <laughs> we haven't dove into that yet. All the middle part, but at the end, like it was really just the Lord bringing me to a place of um, submission and surrender. Um, mm. A lot of it out of fear. Actually, the Lord uses um, all kinds of things um, for his good because he's not a God of fear. But, I mean, yeah. um, Yeah, so Dylan and then the Lord. (laughs) Yeah, the Lord, oftentimes, he so often brings us those refining moments. I I, I, lots of times I go to the disciples as as Jesus teaches them on faith of the feeding of the 5,000, 4,000. And then he puts them on the boat. And they wind up in the middle of the storm. He's up on the hill praying. Sure. You know, can see it the whole time. He's right. praying for his boys, and they think they're just all alone. Yeah. And he winds up walking on water. And the end of it was, you know, they they didn't understand the the feeding. Mm-hmm. They didn't understand the faith and and how God just is. He's so patient. He, oh God, where are you? The boat's rocking. Mm-hmm. We're sinking. And mm-hmm. and it's and it, we just don't remember the words that he's already spoken. And he's so gracious to come and rescue us again. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Yeah, a lot of so, yelping. <laughs> yeah, some of us yelp a little more than others. But. <laughs> so, dude. Um, so, yeah, the Lord has definitely touched your life. He he brought some people and just did that early groundwork and in mm-hmm. such a testimony to the to the faithfulness of what God begins. Mm-hmm. Uh, but sometimes God adds a little faithfulness in there. His faithfulness, even when we're not faithful in those moments of life, you kind of touched on earlier um i don't know what how do we get there how do you know is you're a young man you're ready to 
to be a man as you come into your 18s or your 19s or wherever. It's a little different for all of us. And and sometimes we gotta, well, we gotta be Isaiah 53. You know, all we like sheep, we're gonna we're gonna try our own way a little bit. Um, how'd that come about for you? Oh, let's see. For me, let's see. I was leading worship. Um, it was around my junior year, senior year, and um, really, really pressed into worship and just the Lord, and um, just really fell in love with His Word and seeing it uh, in my life and worship, and I just adored the worship, and it was such a fascinating time. Again, Dylan pushed me into that 14, <laughs> your turn, Yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, which was fantastic, and I ended up falling in love with that. Um, and then, let's see, I remember when I was 17, 17, I kind of just, my heart was uh, hurting, and it started getting a little bit more selfish, and I just remember having this, it was a subtle thought of, like, who's going to save you? Um, who's going to help you if you fall down? And I felt like I had... You know, my three years in the Lord, given myself to worship, to the church, and done sacrificed everything, and really came out of a chaotic situation. And I felt like if I, like he owed me something, or people owed me something in in a subtle way. And I just remember thinking that's that simple thought, like who's gonna save me? Who's gonna help me when I fall down? And uh, that came. Oh, beginning of my senior year, and I really just kind of fizzled out. And the Lord had put me in such a sweet spot, you know, like the Lord does. He puts you in these cool spots, and and then we go, well, how come, you know? Yeah, I think I can, you know, do something and be something, and um, created this mindset that I wanted to, you know, go be one of the bad kids or or figure out. Um, what they were feeling I was really curious what they were feeling sure and why why are you doing what you're doing um, some real subtle kind of innocent thoughts why do you do this um, uh, you know if I went down this road would anybody care and you just kind of get to these weird points in your in your walk and, and especially coming into your to your man self I guess but that was it it was real subtle thoughts and from there just kind of spiraled yeah spiraled out I mean it Kind of goes back to the garden where, hey, Eve, why can't you eat from that? Why can't? Yeah, real simple. There's knowledge. Hey, that's good. Hey, it's beautiful. It's good to eat. Why, mm-hmm. why can't you do that? I remember thinking, they're people too. You know, all these guys are on drugs and da-da-da. And how come everybody doesn't like them? And why? Yeah. I ended up finding out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so... <laughs> Well, and it's, it's so hard because sin is fun for a season. And it, you know, <clears throat> by the time you notice it's not funny, you're in over your head. Yeah, you yeah, know? robbed. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's, a, um, it's a cruel master. It is. Yeah, it definitely, it takes everything. So, so um, you got to spend some time as a prodigal. Yeah, I did. So we have those moments where the Holy Spirit brings that clarity you know, the, for the prodigal son, he, he had that moment where he's like, oh my, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where'd you find that for yourself? Uh, well, I thought, <laughs> going to too much detail, I had, um, it was interesting for me, 
I, I dove into this world and understanding and trying to you know experience all these things and um these people really took care of me i mean there's a lot of times it's interesting how the world kind of takes care of you and, and takes sure. care hey you know, we got a safe place and we're cool with you and you know we'll protect you and this and that and, and you kind of buy into that system um and you develop friends along the way so i'd, mm-hmm. I'd done that and i developed some friends and um i just enjoyed being around them um I thought I was going to save them. <laughs> I had this mindset that I was some sort of, you know, I'm going to go into the darkness and I'm going to, I'm going to do these things and everybody's going to get saved and yeah. <laughs> such an impact. And I did. I had that mindset and I believed that. And uh, ended up coming to a point where um, I realized just how empty I was and how destroyed I was. And, and, and I had made some decisions uh, with a friend and... Um, how do you put that? I had uh, broken somebody's trust, to say the least, and it really created a fear factor backfire on me. And so I went from having a friend to having somebody that I really thought was going to harm me uh, be just because I knew the world that we both lived in and I knew the um, realities of the violence and things that could go on. And, and, and so it brought me to just a point of, of fear that really just brought me to my knees and and I had to run, and I had to turn, and I had to, I had to cut off all my friends. And uh, I think that sometimes the fear, the just circumstances, really, and like the Lord, just <laughs> you know, yeah. whatever it takes. If this is going to break, and you have to decide. So He is truly a refuge for all those who run to Him. Yeah. So for me, it was it was fear. I I I really look back and and see um, as a man who didn't want to be afraid of anything was 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 truly scared to mm. the point of repentance amen so well glad you made that call yeah glad you made that call so uh so how do you feel as we kind of bring that together how do you feel that really this testimony this walk with the lord as he's watched you all of your days um, kind of walk what how's that translate into life now today your faith your walk um I think there's just um, a lot, uh, how do I say, a lot of gratitude, um, appreciation, and just mm-hmm. understanding of where where it could be. Um, uh, it really translates into my kids, you know, how I discipline them, how I uh, protect them, what yeah, I protect them from, um, what I, uh, I guess everything in the past is translated into how you live your life, and, and yeah, for me it was... It was so subtle, you know. I was just so blown away about how subtle things were and how many subtleties we just let into our lives. And, and, yeah. and so I see my kids going through that, you know. Sure. Ah, you shouldn't do that. They're not going to understand. <laughs> but I do. Yeah, but for the grace of God, let me keep you from but that. Hold on. Yeah, I just, I know it's no big deal that you think, but. Yeah. And so that, it just translates into that. Um, what I love watching is, is watching you grow into more and more of a dad. Yeah. Who loves the Lord as you. That you want to coach and you want to, you want to build, sure. You know because you you come to see the grace and and what life can be, yeah. And knowing that we're we're all gonna choose some, but to be there for your kids and what a blessing. Yeah. No. I. Yeah. Thank you. I. I think it translates into every part. Really. I mean, I'm grateful that I have a car. In fact, I have five. <laughs> I don't need five. 
Ladies and gentlemen, Garrett, now a good friend to have. Five car. No, AKA, I, they are for sale. So, <laughs> so. <laughs> not my wife's Jeep. She'd kill me. But um, <laughs> no, I just, it, you appreciate everything you have. I have a wonderful, beautiful wife, and I never thought I'd have, you know, these things. So it translates into everything. I have a roof over my head. I didn't think I'd make it to 30. I, you know, like there's just a lot of things that, that you just don't realize how mm. good the Lord is until you're there. Amen. Yeah. That's a good word. So just to kind of wrap up and close. Already? I've already getting started. (laughs) (laughs) We've created a monster. (laughs) um, Well, because we'd love to have you back on some other things, and we'll see how it goes down the future road. um, Some words of encouragement for, for us, for me. Maybe, you know, to, to somebody who is right now where you've been. If you could just say something to us, what would you say? Oh, is that the last question? <laughs> Doesn't have to be, I guess. <laughs> I think I had a uh, an idea. Um, that's hard. Uh, let me well, you can here. go politician style, and no, you can completely no, no. not answer my own que- my question and say exactly what you want to yeah, say anyway. Let me ask you a question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I think that for it's 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 just worth it you got to face the fires you have to face the fires that you've created uh, you have to face the shame and it's embarrassing and it's a hard it's a, such a hard road back um you know you feel fake you feel like a phony that's the that's probably the hardest part for me uh coming back knowing the truth and then uh maybe you know i've led worship here and i've had a guy that i've seen on the street you know and, and i go oh my gosh and i just felt embarrassed and shamed, and so you do. You have to face those things. I think that's the first step. Uh, stay committed to that. Um, they, you, you feel fake. You don't know how to talk to people. I couldn't have a conversation for like the first year when I was coming back. I would just get nervous and ashamed. And so, you have to face those things. Um, two, um, what we haven't covered is what you know the Lord has done now in, in my marriage. And, and uh, oh yeah, go honest. ahead. Go no, forward. we don't have to. Well. You know, the, I think the older I get, the less I know, but the more confident I am in the Lord's uh, working. Um, so I don't know more. I just am more confident in what He can accomplish. Yeah. Um, so I would say face the fires, too, would be um, the faith part of the, the whole deal is, is that you just get faith through those fires. Um, so there's fires and there's faith, and then I I just call it tenfold now, and I and I see like the Lord just not only restoring the hurts and the brokenness and and all those things and the conversations and and just the stupid decisions and your failures, um, but he he restores those and then he gives you tenfold and I and I and I say tenfold as in my my wonderful wife, uh, yeah. my kids, um, uh, just mindsets and, and and actions now. So so let's let's go ahead and take a moment on that because you, you kind of gave some nuts and bolts the hard stuff mm-hmm. of okay I'm getting out of the miry clay and here's just a reality you know there's some reaping and so on and, and we need to face this because whatever shame or whatever it is God builds strength out of those materials but mm-hmm. but I love where you're kind of going and talking about life now the the other side of it if you will because sometimes we need that encouragement of of is there anything on the other side? Hmm. Is there something? I know the Bible says it's good, but remind me of somebody's walked through it. Is it good? What's what's that look like? 
Sure. I mean, it's it's true. <laughs> I mean, some things are just simply true like that. You know, I think that people hear about them and um, I guess um, you really have to decide whose team you're on um, at a certain point and you have to really um, stay committed to that no matter what because you're, you're, you can't I think that people just expect, you know, when you come back to, and you, you're really bringing a lot of, we call them hangers, demons, whatever you're bringing from that dark, uh, people see that, and, and you might not see that, and it's really uh, learning how to just kind of transition out of that, and a lot of it's just keeping your mouth shut. <laughs> like, you just kind of... <laughs> no small task. Like, stop talking, and stop yeah. trying to tell people how it is, and how that, just, that's all got to go away, uh, and being committed to that. So it's just a process of... um. Surrounding yourself with the, with godly people, I think that's that's really vital. Um, it's hard to find friends. It's hard to find friends in the church. Yeah. Um, it's hard to find support in the church um, because not everybody understands that and they don't know how to react. So you're going to have to, yeah, you have to walk through those things of, hey, I've burned a lot of bridges here. Um, people can see that yeah. and they're uncomfortable. And, and you have to realize you have to give them grace too as you're coming back. And so it's just kind of twofold when you're trying to step up and, and get out of those things to cut off one world and then be try to feel like the rejection from another world that even though you know it's right. Yeah. It's hard. Um, you're not going to – a lot of Christians just – they don't <clears> – they haven't been where you've been. Um, and they're never going to understand, and you have to know that. Um, yeah. But peace of mind really is in the Lord, and I, and I feel like that's something you're constantly – striving for um, yeah. and so I don't know if that really answers I've got a couple verses that I refer to in my life but okay go for it preach it brother no I don't have to preach it I don't like doing <laughs> that's, that's your I just two things I would touch on um, one verse when I really was coming back within the first year that I sat down and just really sought the Lord was uh, Ephesians 5, 15 through 17. See, so you walk circumspectly, not as a fool, but wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, be, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And so, for me, it was just about redeeming the time. Walking circumspectly would be to look back and around, circus, you know, around. And so, you not only are you looking back and seeing what you've been through, but looking forward also completes that circle of. Okay, how does this transition into the future and, and things like that? So that was a big impact for me when I started um, coming back, and I just really held fast to that. Um, mm. So that was a big deal that I knew that the Lord would see that and, re- and redeem that. Um, second of all, later, a couple years later, I really liked First Peter five ten. <laughs> uh, many, but may the God of all grace, who called us to His eternal glory. Uh, by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, <laughs> and that could be in many circumstances, sure. you know, and there are plenty of Christians that never go off the path, and, and they follow the Lord, and they suffer for a while, and, and so yeah. that's going to be different in everybody's life, but the four words I love was perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle, and I really settled on that settle word, I wanted that, because um, nothing was settled, Amen. nothing was established, nothing was strengthened, and so those are my two um, before and after verses when I was coming back. So. Amen. Well, thank you so much, man. Yeah. Garrett Maddox, uh, I guess I would bring that into just the, the phrase that you had on your arm, yeah, that which was yeah. meant for evil. Yeah. God works for the good. A life restored. Yeah. 
one that is being sanctified, that is being settled, being established. And, and God has blessed him and raising him up as a, a dad, a, a coach, a, a husband, you know, giving him new work, a new life, um, things that are exceedingly abundantly beyond what he asked or would have thought of in the Lord. So thank you so much, man. Yeah, no problem. Blessing having you here. Well, look forward for to having it. Me. Yeah. <laughs>